grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Today's sermon is on John 4, verse 50. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went on his way. The man from the gospel reading is an official, a royal official. His son was dying, and he asked Jesus to heal him. Jesus did so without any display of power. He simply said, go, your son will live. That was it. Go, your son will live. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. It was while he was on his way back to his son that confirmation comes. His servants meet him and tell him that his son is recovering. The healing began when Jesus said the boy would live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Do you believe the word that Jesus has spoken to you? Let's focus on that question this morning. Jesus has indeed spoken to you. If you have heard Scripture read, as you have this morning, if you've read it yourself, if you've listened to a sermon preached from Scripture, then Jesus has spoken to you. All the members of this church and all of our regular guests have heard the word of Jesus spoken to them. Do you believe that word? Or to put it another way, do you trust what Jesus says. You hear it, do you trust it? Jesus said to his followers, the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. That's in John 20, verses 22 and 23. At the beginning of this morning's service, having invoked the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what did we do? We confessed our sins. And you heard that our Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you and for His sake forgives you all of your sins. Do you believe this word? Do you believe that your sins, all of them, have been forgiven? Do you believe that God is merciful and that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be your Lord, to die in your place on the cross. That ancient Roman form of capital punishment. So that you wouldn't have to pay the death penalty for your crimes against God. The man in our gospel reading believed what Jesus said. He believed that Jesus was good and gracious, that he was loving and merciful and wanted to relieve the man of his suffering, wanted to heal the man's son. Do you believe that your Lord wants to forgive you of your sins? That his very heart's desire is to absolve you of all guilt, of all wrongdoing, to make it better, to forgive you. 
What was it that we said in the beginning of the intro? Pull out your green insert. Let's take a look at the very beginning of the intro. The whole world is in your power, O Lord. That's what we said. King Almighty, no one can gainsay you. Gainsay. That means deny or contradict. Another one of those words like we talked about in Bible study that uh, is kind of old English, kind of carryover. No one really talks about gainsaying someone anymore. But when you talk about denying or contradicting people, no one can contradict God. No one can deny that He is the Creator of heaven and earth. Just as no one can deny that He loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for you in your place. We can't deny creation. We can't deny salvation. It is truth. It can't be denied. Jesus was crucified publicly. The proceedings of his trial before the Roman governor were recorded historically for all to know, as was his very public resurrection before eyewitnesses. Jesus is who he said he is. This is verifiable. He is God in the flesh. As miraculous as this is, it is true. Just as the man knew, as miraculous as it was that Jesus turned water into wine, it happened. And so, if he asked Jesus to heal his son, Jesus could heal his son. Your Savior from sin, death, and the dominion of, de- of the devil is Jesus. That's who he said he was, your Savior, your hero, your Lord. There are more than 25,000 ancient New Testament manuscripts that attest to the trustworthiness of Jesus' word. 25,000. Thousands. Some of them complete, some of them just itty-bitty bits and pieces. We don't have the whole thing, a fragment. But 25,000 ancient New Testament, New Testament manuscripts that verify what Jesus said is true. The Bible is the, Old and New Testament, is the most historically attested, highly scrutinized, critically analyzed, evidence-based, and decidedly trustworthy text in all of human history because it is the most attacked text in all of human history. It has the most enemies, and it has withstood the most attacks, more so than any other text in the world. No one can deny the truth of God's word. Though many try And many are duped by Satan's lies. That is true as well. But the word of God is true. Jesus is your Savior. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under that Roman governor by the name of Pontius Pilate. He was crucified. He died on that cross. And he was buried in a tomb. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. 
and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Sound familiar? The Apostles' Creed, right? This is what Holy Scripture says. This is what we're taught in the Bible. God's Word. Do you believe it? The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Belief. Faith. It isn't blind. It requires an object. Faith in something. Not faith in faith. Faith in something. Something you can either see or you can know. When someone says something and you believe what they say to be true, it's because you have reason to believe them. And you do believe them all the way up into the point where you no longer have reason to believe them, right? That's how it works. That's why our reputations are so important. So that when people hear us speak, they know we're trustworthy people. If we're not trustworthy, they have no reason to believe us. Our gospel reading reveals that God works the same way. It offers an insight into the likely reason why the man believed Jesus upon hearing his word. The event occurred in Cana. And Cana was where Jesus had made water into wine. There was an actual evidential event that happened that gave this man reason to trust Jesus, to think Jesus could perform what he was going to ask him. Jesus declared that he believes because he sees signs and wonders. Ah, you only come to me because I can turn water into wine, huh? This time I'm not going to do anything that's going to show you, display my power. I'm simply going to speak. And you're going to have to travel back home and see if what I said is true. What a journey that must have been. What would have been... What thoughts must have been going through his head until his servants met him on the road? He believed the word Jesus spoke and went on his way. What anticipation must have been in his step as he waited to get home and see his son? This is the same sense we have, if you think about it. Jesus has said, you're forgiven. Jesus has said, you will live forever And we're on that day's journey. Seems a little longer for us, but it's that journey to heaven where we'll receive forgiveness perfectly known without sinning ever again, where we'll receive eternity with our Lord, knowing just what that looks like and feels like and is. Right now, we're waiting. We're traveling to that place. We're on a journey in anticipation And I, like the man, am one of his servants telling you what the Lord spoke is true. You are forgiven. It has happened. And you ask, when did it happen? Well, let me tell you, it happened on the cross at that very moment when he said, it is finished. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And it's been said over and over your whole life, ever since baptism, ever since you walked through the door and first heard that word that said, God loves you, you are forgiven. That's when it happened. Oh yeah? Really? Yeah, really. All right, let's keep going. Let's get home as quick as possible. All right, let's do it. 
You, my friends, have reason to believe Jesus' word. You have reason to trust in God when He speaks the word of forgiveness to you, when He says rejoice. What reason do you have? Well, not water into wine, but you have water and wine, the cross of Christ, the one who instituted all waters for baptism, and the one who uses wine to bring to you his blood in, with, and under it. The cross. The cross is your reason because he didn't stay on the cross. And when they laid him in the tomb, he didn't stay there either. He got up just as he said he would, giving you reason to trust him when he says you are forgiven. I don't feel forgiven, Lord. Are you sure I'm forgiven? You're forgiven. Believe and be on your way. Go. You will live. I will. You will. Wait and see. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his, word, on his way. The words of our hymn of the month come to mind as we read this text. Turn to hymn 555. We've been singing it all month. Salvation unto us has come. This is interactive sermon today. You've got to use your introit and your hymnal. Right? 555. Salvation unto us has come. We're going to look at stanza 7. Let's see. Say it with me, would you? Let me not doubt, but truly see. Your word cannot be broken. Your call rings out. Come unto me. No falsehood have you spoken. Baptized into your precious name, my faith cannot be put to shame, and I shall never perish. Stanza 9 continues proclaiming the reality of faith, showing us that it's not blind, but that it clings to the historical cross of Christ alone and rests in Him unceasing. And by its fruits, true faith is known with love and hope increasing. For faith alone can justify, work serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living. All right, oh, why'd you put that away? Stand up, because we might as well say the last stanza together as we close out this sermon knowing that we have reason to believe in Jesus, knowing that we are forgiven of our sins and able to rejoice. All blessing, honor, thanks, and praise to Father, Son, and Spirit, the God who saved us by His grace. All glory to His merit. O triune God in heaven above, you have revealed your saving love. Your blessed name we hallow. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. You might as well stay standing for the prayer of the church.